Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Day 731, we're starting a new year together and we have something different. Look at that. Two chapters, not just two psalms, but two chapters. So this one chapter per day thing's really getting stretched. Okay, well, we are in Isaiah 42 and Psalm 107. So this promises to be a wonderful devotional time together. Let's pray and ask the Lord's help as we begin this new year and third and final year going through God's word together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. What a gift you've given to us in your word. It is an inexhaustible source of riches of truth and knowledge and understanding and revelation of you and your ways and encouragement and strength to us as your people. Speak to us today through Isaiah 42 and Psalm 107. Write them on our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah 42. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth, and the coastlands wait for his law. Thus says God, the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations to open the eyes that are blind to bring out prisoners from the dungeon and from the prison, those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise from the end of the earth, you who go down to the sea and all that fills it, the coastlands and their inhabitants. Let the desert and its cities lift up their voice, the villages that Kedar inhabits. Let the habitants of Selah sing for joy. Let them shout from the top of the mountains. Let them give glory to the Lord and declare his praise in the coastlands. The Lord goes out like a mighty man, like a man of war. He stirs up his zeal. He cries aloud. He shouts aloud. He shows himself mighty against his foes. For a long time I have held my peace. I have kept still and restrained myself. Now I will cry out like a woman in labor. I will gasp and pant. I will lay waste mountains and hills and dry up all their vegetation. I will turn the rivers into islands and dry up the pools, and I will lead the blind in a way that they do not know, in paths that they have not known. I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light, the rough places into level ground. 
These are the things I do, and I do not forsake them. They are turned back and utterly put to shame, who trust in carved idols, who say to metal images, you are our gods. Hear, you deaf, and look, you blind, that you may see. Who is blind but my servant, or deaf as my messenger whom I send? Who is blind as my dedicated one, or blind as the servant of the Lord? He sees many things, but does not observe them. His ears are open, but he does not hear. The Lord was pleased for his righteousness' sake to magnify his law and make it glorious. But this is a people plundered and looted. They are all of them trapped in holes and hidden in prisons. They have become plunder with none to rescue, spoil with none to say restore. Who among you will give ear to this, will attend and listen for the time to come? Who gave up Jacob to the looter and Israel to the plunderers? Was it not the Lord against whom we have sinned, in whose ways they would not walk, and whose law they would not obey? So he poured on him the heat of his anger and the might of battle. It set him on fire all around. But he did not understand. It burned him up, but he did not take it to heart. That is Isaiah 42. We're going to walk through this chapter before we jump over to Psalm 107. We're going to try to be relatively quick, but there's so much here. Um, so this begins the servant songs of this second part of Isaiah, which is probably the most famous part of the second part of Isaiah, these series of songs regarding my servant. And here we see that there seems to be a double meaning to my servant, that my servant refers clearly to Christ, and these opening verses are clearly about Jesus. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break. And a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. This is clearly about Christ, the anointed Messiah, the servant of the Lord. But then later in Isaiah 42, if we just look down to um, verses 18 and 19 and 20, Hear you deaf, and look you blind, that you may see who is blind but my servant or deaf as my messenger whom I send? Who is blind as my dedicated one, or blind as the servant of the Lord? Now, Jesus is not blind. So, who is this? Because these are people who need saving. See many things, don't observe them. Ears are open, but does not hear. Who has eyes, but doesn't see? And who has ears, but doesn't hear? Well, this is Israel. This is Jacob. This is the people of God. This is us, the, 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 the body of God's people. So the servant of the Lord is Christ, but it's also Israel or Judah or Jacob or the people of God, right? So is that two different things or is it one? Well, I would pose to you that the solution to this riddle of the servant songs is that Christ comes into the world as the true servant 
of God that Israel was called to be, as the light to the nations that Israel was called to be. In other words, he comes into the world as the true Israel. In many ways, this is the whole point of the Gospel of John, that Jesus comes to be all that Israel failed to be, to be the true Israel. He said, I am the true vine. Throughout the Old Testament, Israel was called a vine planted by the Lord. He said, I am the light of the world. Israel was called to be a light to the nations. Um, you know, so Jesus talks about himself as being God in the flesh and also the true Israel. And so Jesus comes as God in the flesh and as the servant of God, as the true Israel and the redeemer of Israel. This is the great paradox of, of who Christ is as the God-man, as the redeemer but also the representative. See, he's the redeemer of God's people, but he's also the representative of God's people. And so the servant, the servant is Christ when that mission is fulfilled, but it's Israel when that mission is failing because, because the servant of God, Israel, fails, the servant of God, Jesus, must come and do what needs to be done. And so what does he do? Well, he comes to save. He comes to, to, to bring justice, to bring relief, to bring hope. Where does he come to bring relief and salvation and hope? Just to Israel? No. To the ends of the earth. Till he has established justice in the earth, the coastlands wait for his law. Remember from yesterday in Isaiah 41, the coastlands are a reference to the far ends of the earth. Right now, from Israel geography, coastlands refers to those lands that surround the Mediterranean. But in their worldview, that was the ends of the earth. We now know the earth is much bigger than that, but it's still the same truth. God is sending his servant to the ends of the earth. Um, God is sending his servant to be a light for the nations to open the eyes that are blind and bring out prisoners from the dungeon. Now, the first people who need their eyes open because they're blind and to be brought out of the prison of their dungeon is, is Israel, is the people of God. And so that's the first people he's going to come to. Remember when Jesus came into the world, he came first to the lost sheep of Israel. But then when he gave the Great Commission and poured out the Holy Spirit, it was to go to the ends of the earth. So this is exactly in fulfillment of what God has said he was going to do here in Isaiah 42. It's the people of God who fail and it's Jesus who comes to our rescue, and it's Jesus who delivers us um, when none of our idols could possibly do it. All right, let's go now to Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble, and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to a city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love for his wondrous works to the children of man. 
for he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners, in affliction and in irons, for they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. So he bowed their hearts down with hard labor. They fell with none to help. They cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and burst their bonds apart. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he shatters the doors of bronze and cuts in two the bars of iron. Some were fools through their sinful ways and because of their iniquities suffered affliction. They loathed any kind of food and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man, and let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds and songs of joy. Some went down to the sea in ships, doing business on the great waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep, for he commanded and raised the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. They mounted up to heaven. They went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in their evil plight. They reeled and staggered like drunken men and were at their wit's end. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He made the storm be still, and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet, and he brought them to their desired haven. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. Let them extol him in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turns rivers into a desert and springs of water into a thirsty ground, a fruitful land into a salty waste because of the evil of its inhabitants. He turns a desert into pools of water, a parched land into springs of water, and there he lets the hungry dwell, and they establish a city to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get a fruitful yield. By his blessing they multiply greatly, and he does not let their livestock diminish. When they are diminished and brought low, through oppression, evil, and sorrow, he pours contempt on princes and makes them wander in trackless wastes. But he raises up the needy out of affliction, and makes their families like flocks. The upright see it and are glad, and all wickedness shuts its mouth. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord. This closing verse here calls us to perhaps go back again and pay more careful attention to what's being said in this psalm of thanksgiving. Attend to these things so that we might understand and see the steadfast love of the Lord. This is actually a great psalm to follow on Isaiah 42 because Isaiah 42 talks about how God's people fail, right? God's people fail to be and to do what God gave them to be and to do as the servant of the Lord. They're, they're blind, they're deaf, 
they're they're supposed to be setting prisoners free, but they're actually in bondage themselves. And so the Lord sends sends the servant of the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, to come and rescue them. And here, Psalm 107 unfolds the many, many ways in which God comes to the rescue for his people. He gathers them in from the lands, from the east and west and north and south. Again, this is global. This is worldwide. So many people think that the Old Testament is just about Israel and just about God's dealings with Israel. No, it isn't. It's about how through Israel, God wants to send a light to reach to the ends of the earth. And this is one, both of these are clear passages that tell that. The, the, the role of Israel, and then as it's fulfilled in the Messiah, in Christ Jesus, is to bring in people from all over the world, every tribe, tongue, people, and nation, to be the people of God. So, where do these people come from? Some people are wandering in desert wastes. These are people who are dry, desolate. They have no water. Water is an image in scripture of refreshment from the Lord, of provision of God's grace. There are people who are just spiritually dry, also physically dry. And what God does is he relieves them. He gives them a city to dwell in so that they're not alone in the desert, hungry and thirsty. He leads us. So when we are spiritually barren and dry, God leads us into the church. And in the church, we find the company of God's people. We find spiritual food and drink and refreshment. And we are satisfied with good things. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. And we're satisfied together as the church. We sit in darkness. Darkness is a lack of truth, a lack of righteousness in the shadow of death. Prisoners in affliction and in irons, sin binds us because we rebel against the words of God. We spurn the counsel of the Most High. And so, so we labor the wages of sin. The wages of sin is death. We labor under sin and we earn death. But when we cry out to the Lord, God brings us out of the darkness of our ignorance and rebellion and into the light of his truth and righteousness. He bursts the bonds apart, sets us free from our slavery to sin, and he sends us his steadfast love. He, he brings us freedom foolish. Verse 17, so foolish as to hate food. Who's so foolish as to hate food? Well, spiritually speaking, the whole fallen world is so foolish as to hate food. They despise the word of God. They despise the gospel. They despise Jesus Christ, who is the bread of life. So God says, I'm going to help you. I'm going to heal you. When they cry out to the Lord, he sends them what they need. He heals them. He delivers them from their affliction. Here are people who are really trying hard to get rich. Verse 23, some went down to the sea in ships doing business on the great waters. People pursuing money, pursuing worldly success, but there's storms that come up. There's, there's trouble, there's trial. And, and, you know, people who want to get rich fall into all sorts of trouble we're told in 1 Timothy 6. And so they stagger and they reel like a drunken man. They're at their wit's end. And when they cry to the Lord, he delivers them. He delivers them from their useless pursuit of wealth. And he gives them something good. A desired haven. Quiet waters. Peace. Peace. No longer this restless pursuit of wealth and this turmoil and this tumult. God is able to do these great reversals. He's able to take dry 
deserty places and make them places of abundance, places of of provision, of inhabitant. He's also able to take places that are that are naturally blessed and make them dry and thirsty. God is the one who raises up and who casts down, who blesses and who curses. And what matters is that we cry out to him in our distress. You see the turning point in each one of those stories was cry out to the Lord in your distress and he will hear you and he will deliver you. A bruised reed he will not break. Smoldering wick he will not quench. We read that in Isaiah 42. The tender-hearted servant of the Lord comes to us when we cry out to him, no matter how ignorant, rebellious, foolish, materialistic, rebellious we've been. If we just cry out to the Lord, he will come to our rescue quickly and he will save us. Let's pray. Father, thank you for such a Savior. Our servant Savior, Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, we praise you for him. Bind our hearts to him. Help us to seek you. There are times when all of us are feeling alone and dry. Or we're feeling like we're in the dark and we can't see. Or we feel like we're tossed about by storms of conflicting desires. In all of these circumstances, let us cry out to you and come to our rescue, O oh Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me for Psalm 42, I mean, Isaiah 42 and Psalm 47. Have a blessed day in the Lord.